0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to Mongol sponsor Refnex Scarves. I'm Mike, with me is Kevin Josh. The Hounds got all three points from Loudon, which makes them now tied for the most points in the conference. And we're going to break it all down. But first, gentlemen, how was your weekend? Kev, what'd you guys do? Oh, Sorry, okay, I... hold on, wait, stop, stop, stop. Josh, yeah, your beverage thank you there so much now we can celebrate the weekend kevin what did you do this
1: weekend? <laughs> well, I, I, I was i you caught me unprepared because i wasn't even looking at the screen either i couldn't even see josh gesturing so like to over, i was just ready for the for the for the pop um, what did i do this weekend i had a really nice weekend um we went to there's some like uh wildlife management areas uh near uh knoxville and, I guess every two years for like ecological reasons, maybe soil health. I didn't read the article. Um, they plant a bunch of like sunflowers in this kind of wildfire man- wild or uh, wildlife management area. And so, um, and it's kind of nearby this other outdoor-ish brewery-ish area. And so Riley, my wife and I went down in the area and we just parked a car and, and took a run out to where like the wildflower, sunflower spot is And uh, it was pretty cool. And ran back and drank beer and had a black bean burger. So it was a it was a nice weekend.
0: Did the sunflower spot at all feel like pushing daisies?
1: Have you ever seen that show? Haven't seen it. Oh, great
0: show! Great show. uh, Yeah, you got to go watch it. Um, I think there was only two seasons of it, but definitely worth worth a watch. Josh, uh, other than the game, did you guys do anything fun this weekend?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Sunday we ran around a little bit. Um, There's just like ice cream place in pittsburgh called uh sugar spell scoops Hmm. they do like a a, like vegan non-dairy ice cream type stuff and uh it's really good but they do the thing where like you they put out what they're gonna have and then like you have to like pre-order it because like they run out so fast so like you like hurry up and get your order and then you just go pick it up so did that no. Do you just
1: like Google them and like kind of fig- like follow
2: them on Facebook or Instagram or whatever? And you can. Liz like- does, yeah. She promotes. She's just like, <laughs> they have new flavors out. They have new flavors out. Okay. Red team go. Red team go. And we're all just like trying to <laughs> figure out like what we want. And
1: is it like uh, a brick and mortar place or are they, are they mobile?
2: Uh, no, they're brick and mortar. They're, they're in uh, Sharpsburg. Uh, during the pandemic, they kind of like they i guess they usually have ice cream out, the, out of the shop as well like we can just walk up and just get a scoop of ice cream but during the pandemic they kind of like just did take out only or like pre-orders only so they're just now getting to the point where they can start having people just walk in and buy ice cream again so nice it's pretty cool but yeah just hung out with friends um, you know game day was a long day so it was fun but you know as always tailgating and just having a blast
0: yeah good mike what about you um, I did a bunch of projects around here. We ended up getting, Um, I wanted to get an old whiskey barrel for a rainbow, okay, backing up a step. In a few weeks, I'm not going to be around, Um, I'm taking the two older ones to a camp at Summit in West Virginia, which is going to be awesome, but in the meantime, typically because we have 30 chickens, every morning I get up, I got to carry a bucket of water up, a bucket of feed up for the chickens didn't want to leave my wife with doing that. So basically wanted to put a rain barrel in next to the chicken coop, collect the rain water. And then they just have this constant flow of water. There's a really cool place. It's called mystic barrels, um, in, uh, the east side of Pittsburgh where they basically just collect old whiskey barrels and wine barrels, and then they sell them pretty cheaply. So I was able to get my hands on one of those and turn that into a rain barrel. Um, that, uh, will then use to continuously give the chickens water, which is cool.
1: Um, that's so, very cool. I feel like Mystic Barrels in this ice cream shop need to be unofficial sponsors of uh, a yeah. podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. If anybody wants to see pictures, you know, complete side plug, you can go over to Instagram. Look at uh, at Green Iris Grove. Uh, that has you know all of that. We we harvested probably a bushel full of potatoes last night and onions and like it, the the growing stuff is actually coming along. I know.
1: Not to push this podcast any further down this lane, but what is a bushel? <laughs> I don't like. What? How big is a bushel? Give me. I mean, a... you know, a bushel is. Uh, I don't. Can know. Can I lift a, for... a bushel over my head? Uh, Am I that strong?
2: I mean, probably. I don't think you're probably that strong, but yeah, you're. <laughs> <I> mean, that's, <laughs> that's something <laughs> you do about how big the bushel is.
0: I to say awkwardly, <laughs> you probably could, but like you figure, a bushel is probably I don't know, sixteen inches across, like circular. It's um, a basket. Bushels yeah, are yeah, basically it's, a, it's basket. Like a, basket. a basket. Like a basket, like a yeah. bushel, a basket. Yeah, you know, same thing. So yeah. Lots of potatoes, and we still got a lot more to harvest. So that was our first time doing that. That was really cool. So, um, something else that was cool that we learned last week, just completely fun fact I attended uh, Lily's press conference. Um, We've sort of been rotating through. So, if you ever have questions that you would like us to ask Lily at the press conference, let us know because, you know, there's not a ton of people asking questions. And so we sort of have not that, you know, we don't have him on the show and ask him stuff anyway, but uh, he mentioned that. Uh, our buddy Rob Vincent is working on his pro coaching license. And so, uh, last week there was a whole scrimmage that the team promoted on social media. And part of the reason for doing that, that was a, that was a scheduled scrimmage was that Rob had to have, has to have so many minutes coaching like on the field that's filmed and critiqued and things like that. And so they actually built that into the hounds schedule to have that scrimmage so that Rob could coach. So we knew that Rob was involved with the academy, but uh, it'll be very interesting to see if Rob Vincent's coaching career takes him beyond the academy to, you know, maybe potentially some USL action here down the road.
2: Gaffer um, Vincent, is that what we're Gaff, talking about? Gaffer
0: Vincent, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we
2: thought it was going to be Kerr. That, that was <laughs> <laughs> who? I mean, Kevin could be right behind them. It's yeah, you know, yeah, he's
0: also coaching at the academy. So um, so yeah, that was that was a cool little tidbit. Um, another cool tidbit is, guys, we uh, we mentioned last week, it's now game week for uh, for the men's Hotspurs team. They are headed to Cleveland for the first round of the NPSL playoffs um, uh, uh, later this week. Why do I not have the date on here? I know the day, but now it just completely blanks on me.
1: Um that's, that's a very fun. weird audio jump if you're like listening to this in your car and all of a sudden you hear Mike make that and sound noise <laughs> uh, see
2: yeah
0: um, yeah total apologies on that um hold on give me one second I don't know why I'm totally blanking that's uh, Josh, what do you
1: got? time filler for 10 seconds what do you got do you, give me something.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, so during tailgate, it's this Tuesday. Week. It's tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow.
0: It, I knew it didn't take long. I was like, "It's tomorrow," but then I also didn't want to say it's tomorrow, and then have it not be tomorrow. It's tomorrow. And the reason why we're bringing this up is that the team is having a watch party at Industry Public House. Um, kickoffs at seven. So their happy hour, having happy hour from four six thirty, their beer Hopspur will be on tap. Kickoff is 7. So if you want to go watch the team, uh, it's at Industry Public House, 4305 Butler Street, um, Pittsburgh, PA, 15201. So yeah, check that's it out. That's
2: the one in Lawrenceville, just so people know, because there's there's two industries. There's one in Lawrenceville and one in Robinson. So that's the Lawrenceville industry. Correct. And, and that's what?
1: Tuesday, July 20th. Tuesday,
0: July 20th, 7 <laughs> p.m. kickoff. Yes. Um, And in celebration of that, we mentioned last week, we're giving some gear away. So first and foremost, we have the, uh, I shouldn't say first and foremost. First, we have the Pittsburgh Hotspurs hat. Um, To win this, we basically said, go on Twitter, uh, uh, tag us, tell us why you deserve the hat, make it something funny. Um, The only one who tweeted at us was Matt Polanski. So Matt, (laughs) congratulations. That hat is yours. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. Um, so Matt gets the hat. The other thing that we're giving away is this super sweet Jersey, legit Jersey, uh, hot Spurs Jersey. We're giving that away tonight. The way that you can win that, all you got to do is submit a comment during the show. You can submit a comment no matter where you are live. So whether that's on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, just submit a comment and it could be a question. It could be in relation to whatever it is that we're talking about. If you submit a comment, we will automatically add your name to a list. And at the end of the show, we will pick, a winner and this jersey will be yours. So um so stick around, be part of the conversation. which looks like we have a lot of people who are already commenting. We really appreciate it. Keep it up, guys. Um, you know, Mike onecheck just said we hate Cleveland. Yeah, we do. And so that's a reason to support Hotspur. <laughs> so it's good stuff.
2: I don't know um, if Josh does. Is it Cleveland? Uh, or- I, I, I've never been a fan of Cleveland. I'm I'm a Columbus. Okay. All right, fair enough. <laughs>
0: Guys, let's talk a little bit about the Hounds. So the team won 1-0 on Saturday night. The goal came off of Cicerone's face. We can't really call it a header because it wasn't intentionally. kind of just boinked off his face. Um, give us a takeaway. Kev, what did you think of this game?
1: So I remember seeing the lineup uh, for the game and thinking not, – not thinking, feeling for the first time um, – in years maybe, that, you know, I'm, I don't know. I'm generally a fairly realistic slash pessimistic fan. I'd like, I'd like to think. Um,
0: five, I was going to say five years of working with you. That's uh, that's pretty <laughs> spot on. <Joe. laughs>
1: and, uh, and seeing the lineup for this game, I, I, without thinking my, like, I felt like uh, we're like, we're going to win. Like we got this. Um, and it's, it's purely down to what I've been saying for the past few weeks is this group of players, when they play together, they they keep getting better. their 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 understanding of where where each other are on the on the field, um, the one touch passes, and just the movement and and the movement off the ball and and, and the passing and the connection. I mean, it, it's it's all continue every time they play together, it gets a little bit better, a little bit better, and so. They, you know, these 11 players get the start. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, we see it was one nil, but could have been five. I mean, we created a lot of chances. Um, and to be honest, I mean, the, you know, okay, so ball goes off of Cicerone's face, haha, whatever it was one of the best goals i've seen us us make all year it was from start to finish you know starting and probably even before this but starting with uh kenny's passover to todd and and the way todd controls it drives inside and dixon off the ball great vision and just great movement everything was perfect and we have two guys crashing the net right i mean like in in i think time's time gone by we the biggest criticism for why maybe we don't score enough goals is when we don't get enough guys in the box. And, uh, you know, this, this ends up with Dixon receiving the ball in the 18 and, and, you know, firing a low, a low ball, hard and hard and fast across the net and, and two guys crashing in and Cicerone is just there to, to kind of, you know, to push it over the line and so yeah it was it was a great game um i mean once again from the tv it was it was good to see so many people in the stands and uh yeah I, I really enjoyed it
0: josh talk about the uh the game day experience you mentioned tailgating how how that all go down
2: it was great uh, so we had uh i don't know if you guys have been following anything but troy beck he pretty much said hey i'll bring chicken sandwiches to the tailgate and he brought 20 sandwiches he made himself like he has like his own business out of his house you can like go to his website order a sandwich and if you order i think two or more he'll deliver them to you if you're like around the surrounding area pittsburgh so it's it's pretty awesome and they were fantastic it was like a variety of like nashville style barbecue and plain and yeah the the nashville style was super spicy it was great everything you want so that was they fun. looked incredible as some might know i try not to eat meat because of my cholesterol issues so i was like okay this is worth it <laughs> 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 so yeah i had one of them but he does do uh tofu versions of them which i don't know how that's gonna be but uh, the chicken was awesome <laughs> but uh, yeah so shout out to him for doing that uh as far as the game goes it was just fun like it was a, a kind of one of those games where I expected the worst with the weather and with, you know, it's like, ah, it's going to be one of those games where it's maybe it doesn't start on time. Maybe we're like playing some, we have to go hide below the bleachers for a while and wait for it to, you know, get better below the stands. Uh, but no, it it actually ended up being a pretty decent night as far as weather goes. And it would have been nice to see more goals, obviously. And that's something I think like a lot of people watching, uh, both live and, on TV were commenting on the fact that it's like we should be up more than by one against this team with the way we were playing. But sometimes it's better to be lucky, I guess. And uh, we were pretty lucky <laughs> that we uh, didn't go down or at least get it drawn up because that's what we see a lot when we're only up by one goal is by the end of it, it's kind of like, okay, we got a point instead of three points. Uh, so it was nice to actually keep that clean sheet. And yeah, the the team was just, Fun to watch. the The guys were were feeling it. the The crowd was great, and the afterwards, when Lily did keep the team I think for about twenty minutes uh, on the field yelling at them after the game. So, um, I mean, we try. We 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 started chanting, "Let them go, let them go, let them go." But, you know, <laughs> I don't think he was listening to us for some reason. Uh, so, but, but we stayed, and they came over, and you know, they were all smiles and happy and. Yeah, it was good, and I think it was what was it. Uh, I think it was Cohen's fiftieth pro game, and then it was uh, Forbes' one hundredth game. Yeah, so the Hounds, yeah, with the Hounds, yeah, yeah. Uh, so all fantastic, awesome to see. So a lot, lot of celebrating. Yeah,
0: back to uh, you know, Kev. You mentioned the goal. I think um, our buddies over at the USL show even pointed out uh, Wharton's movement. I mean, when this season started, we were like, oh, Wharton's gonna be like the perfect holding midfielder. And no, he's like now a right back who is like one of our biggest attacking threats that, you know, the past few games, his movement with the ball has led to at least two or three goals. Um, So like, I was not expecting that going into this game. But that movement was something that you know we all have been talking about for years. Where it's like take a player on, draw players to you, open up space, and that's why Dixon was wide open. His defender stepped off him to go to Wharton, and likewise, there was a moment earlier in the game where um, I commented that Kilwine had the ball and he held it just a half second longer to draw a second attacker to him, and then he passed it into space because there was a guy open because the player had left him. This is all great stuff that I mean we've been we've been waiting for, but. Um, was anybody expecting Wharton to be, like, the playmaker coming
1: into these past few games? Especially I mean, not in this position. Oh, go ahead, John.
2: Okay. Yeah, and this is all because Dover uh, yeah. having injuries. So it's like he's kind of being asked to do something he wasn't originally brought on to do. And he's showing up. He's doing great. So it's it's been nice to see that we do have that depth and the ability to, you know, use players in a way that they weren't intended for, but yet they're still showing up and they're still doing the job, which is is fantastic. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Um, one of the other takeaways that I had, this seems to be second or third game um, in the past few that Lily has brought sort of the, the hockey line change of Williamson, Velarde and Perez on at the same time. And they spark some life man like i don't know if it, i mean literally i think hockey line change. like i think do you guys remember the movie miracle where like they talk about oh these three guys gel together like they click we're gonna make them like the first official line of the team it feels like these guys are aligned like they just sort of know where each other's gonna be and they're all sort of on that left side um they work really well and i was impressed with the fact that you know we were up one nothing and i didn't think about it this way during the game because it felt like we were always we were never in danger of being scored on. At least it didn't feel like that. And so when it's late in the game and Lily's first subs are ba- essentially three attackers, it was like, oh, we're going
1: for it. Like we're
0: not we're not subbing in defenders and just sort of like sitting on this. Like,
1: yeah, we own this game. Um, Whereas I, I, I can't I can't remember where did uh, Perez come in for? Did he go in one of like the Wharton like midfielder as a wingback role yeah. kind of thing? Wharton, yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, basically, he would go. He went in on the. He went left back, and then Velarde sort of hung out on the left and mid, and then Williamson was up top, but sort of drifted to the left just a little bit.
1: What do you guys think about Williamson? Um, and like, I don't know. I, like, so for, I think right now, I mean, the 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 team that starts the game is playing too well together to to break anything up, and I think Dequa is doing a lot of really good things off the ball and, and creating chances. I think there, there does come a point where a player in his position as well as Cicerone and Dixon are playing a, a player in Dixon's position ne- eventually starts to need like to, to put up some numbers um, a little bit more than he is. Um, and that kind of brings in the Williamson conversation of like how close do both of you think Williamson is, a, isn't like knocking on that door for, for Dixon's position
2: I mean honestly I don't, I don't think it's that close at all um, I, I feel like Dikwa is pretty strong right now and and like even that goal that goal could have been easily Dikwa's goal uh, it, it just happened to like even the announcers were confused uh, when yeah. I was watching the replay uh, after I got home I was like oh they they didn't even know who scored that goal <laughs> like it was pretty close but yeah so I I think it's it's pretty well his spot but I will say like the whole idea of having that, like, line change near the seventh minute, like, that's not a bad position to be in. And if you can get that going, uh, you know, you, you'll take that. And it is interesting to think that, like, I know we had a pretty light bench because of uh, players' injuries and, and being out for the Gold Cup. Uh, but we only did three subs. I mean, I don't I don't think we needed more than that. But, you know, we have five to us. So it's kind of interesting to see how many times uh, Bob will actually take advantage of all five of those subs. and He hardly ever does. Yeah.
0: I've been impressed with Williamson when he comes on. I think that he brings a certain energy. I think that there is, um, we talked about this a little bit when he first came in. There seems to be this chip on his shoulder to want to prove himself. Um, And so I think anytime you get him in, he's bringing energy. He's taking players on. I mean, that's, it seems so simple, but like anytime I see a player try to take somebody else on even if they fail, I'm like, "Well, you tried." Like that's that's all we can ask. That's not the safe bet. You're keeping players on their toes. I know. I know. Unless the
1: other team counters and scores. <laughs>
0: well, I, I mean, that's that's true. But um, you know, Steve pointed out Williamson's getting better, but regardless of how good he looks, I don't want to see him getting starting time over a player that is more likely to re-sign next year. Dequa just needs to finish more. And I agree. I think that Dequa does need to finish more. I'd like to see less bicycle kick attempts from Dequa. I strongly Shaker disagree. Had- strongly well, disagree. On. On. <laughs> in the in this game had he not attempted that one it likely would have hit off of Dixon and gone in and we would have had our second goal.
2: And so but if like it would have gone in. <laughs> I'm just saying like, he's going to get one of these and it's going to be spectacular and <laughs> I'm here for it. And you know, don't let your dreams be dreams. You know, <laughs> <laughs> at least he's taking the shot. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, it's not like he's passing it back. Like what we've seen, you know, Far too often with our forwards being like afraid <laughs> to take the shot. He's taking the shot and he's doing it with style, and I respect that. <laughs> um, I, will, I will
1: say on, on the Dequio thing though. I mean, so looking at his <clears throat> looking at his numbers here: twelve appearances over just over a hundred, uh, just over eight hundred minutes uh, in total for the season so far, and one goal, three assists, and so. It's, it's not great when you're when you're playing a cumulative of around nine full games um obviously something you know, some of that is appearances but um when you're in the middle of a front three i'll say um no it is a front three. i mean in most scenarios i'm sure in in some of the games he comes on and we're not playing the system but um probably need to score a little more than that but you know i, I think part of it you know cicerone's picking up some of the slack and Um, I I need to look at Dixon's numbers deal. I I think Dixon is, he visibly provides just so much. I mean, he Dixon creates a lot more chances than Dequa creates and, and Dixon and like Dixon has the post and blah, blah, blah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, Dixon is kind of another story, but I think the only thing now that is missing from Dequa's game, I think he's getting better and I'm happy to see him there because I think he's he's playing well with everyone around him. He's just, you know, it's it's 1-0. It's, no, it's not 2-0, no, right?
0: Yeah. No, and I'll, I'll second the Dixon thing. I think that every time – I shouldn't say every time. The vast majority of the time that he gets the ball, he seems dangerous, and I think he was unlucky to hit the post in this one. I, I don't think he gets the recognition that he deserves. I mean, this is – this is going to come back to an argument from last season about who's, you know, the most talented player on the field, but um, I still tend to think that it might be Dixon. Um, It's just getting him in the right spot to, to make things happen. And that's sometimes he's been there. Sometimes he hasn't. So um, it's tough when, you know, one minute you're playing, you know, left forward, the next minute you're playing right back and you have that versatility. So who was it? There was a player a few years ago that had that problem and I can't remember his name now, but he was always moved all over the place and never really got a chance to be. It wasn't in the Lily era. This was like pre-Lilly. I want to say the guy's name was Mike. It wasn't, no. I was going to say Mike Grella. No, he played for the Red Bulls. That's a totally different person. (laughs) Um, If anybody can remember who that was, let us know. Um, That'll get you an extra entry for the Hotspur jersey. But but yeah. Um, Are either of you concerned that this game wasn't three nothing or four nothing that it was only one nothing or do you think that like the chances were there and they'll come or is this a game that like because we didn't I mean you look at some of the other teams that have played Loudon thus far they're getting two three four goals on them are we at all concerned that we're not putting more away
2: I mean the the thing to keep in mind is like did we ever feel like we were in danger of losing this game like did it? if it was a situation where it felt like I mean I know Uh, Loudon had more possession than we did because we kind of just let them have the ball, but they were pretty much just doing nothing with it. So, even though they had, I think, like something like 60% of possession, it it wasn't like meaningful possession. Um, I think they had, yeah, three shots on target, which I don't remember any of them being all that dangerous. Uh, you know, uh, with that said, video, I mean. Every game he plays, I feel like he's getting better and better, and I'm I'm enjoying him more and more. Like he's becoming a star, as far as I'm concerned for this team. He's awesome. Uh, I I'm always sad when he's not in the lineup, which has only happened a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: look, I mean, we've talked to Yellow. He is a he's a character, and I yeah. think he plays that character well. And he clearly loves the fans. So yeah, you got it. You got it. We've had keepers in the past that are a little bit more quiet, or they're they've been
2: confrontational with the fans and that's not (laughs) video so we've only been yelled at by one keeper in the past it's fine (laughs) of our own side uh mind yeah yeah yeah. Kev, are
0: are you all concerned kev
1: i mean a little bit i mean that and that's kind of what i'm referencing to dequa's scenario and but i think the the issue is kind of similar to what josh was saying if we were winning one nil and creating two chances a game, then I'd be a lot more worried. Um, But we are creating, I mean, it feels like every time, especially this lineup plays, we're creating five or more quality chances where, you know, they go in maybe 25% of the time or something. So um, in that sense, I think it's probably one of the, it's one of the hardest things to do in soccer is to create chances. And I think we're doing that pretty comfortably now and pretty regularly. so I think that's the that's that's like the biggest red flag for me indicator of you know a team not being on the right track and so that's good we have that checkbox ticked that's that makes me feel great but um there is somewhat of a worry uh that that we we just can't seem to finish up chances um you know as 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 talented as Dixon is as well as he's been playing all season he could probably do with pushing up his numbers as well i mean so it's it's this, yeah. I, it's a scenario where, I mean, and we, do we need to look for a bit more goals from midfield? I mean, that's the, we're not getting any goals from corners, really, from memory, right? Like, I don't, none of our, like, Viet hasn't scored this season. Killwine maybe has won. Um, so things like that. I mean, it's, we might be relying a bit too heavily on Cicerone or, you know, a Velarde substitution, you know, goal in in like the 85th minute or something. Um, So chances are being created, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not overly concerned because we're winning and we're playing well and creating chances, but it's, it's there.
0: During Lily's press conference last week, he made a point of saying that he's not happy with where we are offensively, which like shocker, like, I don't know if Lily's ever been like, I'm really happy with how these guys are doing right now. Um, But his whole point was, you know, we're, we're creating some chances we need, we need to be converting on the chances more. He said, we're going to get there. And I think yeah, that's to your point. We're creating the chances. We just need to up our conversion percentage so that it's gone from creating chances to actually finishing chances. So, um, but he called out, you know, some of the players specifically, like the ones that you mentioned that he thinks needs to do more uh, like Dixon and even Cicerone, where they're finding their groove. He did say uh, that uh, I was going to ask him about Perez and um, he had mentioned that I guess Perez was battling through uh, like a knock here and there and even just the transition up to the championship level. But since he's gotten minutes at outside back he said he's seen his confidence soar and he said he knows now he could put him in the center of the field and he's going to do all sorts of damage so you know we'd heard from the players at the beginning of the season all about you know we asked him you know who's the person at camp that's turning your head and almost unanimously they all said Perez and so now I think that he's got that little bit of confidence boost from getting some minutes Lily's starting to see it as well so that could be another interesting spot to keep an eye out for the next few games Um, it's just to sort of see whether or not he makes it into the starting 11 or like we've said, he's, he's one of the first off the bench and he's really dangerous off the bench. So um, the depth seems to be there this season that, that, you know, we've been talking about for a while as well, that it's just, okay, like we can bring guys off the bench that are going to make a difference in the game Whereas in past seasons, that wasn't the case.
2: Yeah. And we're missing players. I mean, we're missing Dover. We're missing Gat uh, right now. We're missing uh, Williams and Peters because of the Gold Cup yep. with Trinidad, so like there's there's a lot of depth that's going to be coming back in. Hopefully with uh, the injuries as well. Uh, so it's yeah, the depth depth is there, and it's it's been kind of surprising to talk about these players that are coming off the bench as much as we're talking about the players that start, because usually it's kind of like the starters and that's it. <laughs> Agreed. Is anyone else surprised that over the past
0: seven games we're five one and one? Like, I know we've been doing well, but like five, one and one in seven games, that feels like really good. Like, that's that's like real
1: good.
2: Yeah, it was dicey there for a second. I mean, like we were like, oh, man, maybe the wheels are going to fall off this, you know, like it's fast, too. So it's nice to see that, you know, they kind of ride the ship and they've been doing awesome ever since. Yeah, okay. uh, in, in a lot of ways, it, I mean, it had to happen if we if, if we
1: wanted this season to finish the way we all think it should, um, you know, with Lily being being Lily and the and the general talent level of these players. So, yeah, I mean, it honestly, it that feels about right. I haven't I haven't looked at like how many wins and losses over the past uh, seven games, but um, and yeah, I mean, it's gonna now that. What I think one of the commentators had probably somewhat jokingly, without having a, uh, a full awareness of what what else is happening in the league, you know called our division like like the group of death or whatever. and yeah. i I, I kind of like laughed it off. And then you know you look at how what what the point spread is across that division and it's tight. And so we we can't afford to to be dropping too many points. I mean, we reined Tampa back in a bit. they what they still have a game in hand, right? um yeah they do so you know it's oh there it is there's the there's the <laughs> graphic for everyone who's not watching live michael just put up a graphic of the, of the table so we can all look at it collectively um i mean yeah geez tampa losing their last three games in a row um you love and, to see it <laughs> yeah and uh they still have a game in hand on us but yeah miami is right behind us now well um, and
0: and just to call it out two of those losses to tampa are thanks to Miami. Miami's beaten them twice in those last three games, so Miami's on a bit of a tear as well. and We're gonna have to watch out for them. But yes, we do have a point on Miami.
1: Yeah, so. and and so they've caught up with games in hand as well. And then you still have a a, a few teams behind us that, that still have a chunk of games in hand. So like Hartford still have three games in hand against us, and they're four points back. So they could easily leapfrog us if they if they string together some some good a good run and. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot to, to still go on and uh, we, we can't, we can't
2: rest on our laurels. Yeah. We can, we cannot take any games off. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah. I was just saying like this whole group of death thing, uh, death thing. I don't know. Like I, I think central division is still the worst group to be in personally, because like right now, so central has uh, Louisville, Birmingham, which is doing awesome. Indy 11, which is normally good, but they're, apparently not great this year. Um, Like those three clubs alone, I think kind of make it really a competitive one, but I guess there is an argument for us as well with us in Tampa and Miami and Hartford's not bad. Harvard's a really good side as well. So uh, it's a toss up, but yeah, I I do think for the group we're in to be in like tied with first right now is pretty impressive. And we should be proud of that. The see with the hounds and it's, it's too early to start thinking about the playoffs, I think, but it, at the same time, it's one of the situations where it's like, you know, the, we need to make the playoffs, obviously, first, before we worry about it, but I just I want to know if this, this team can go farther than just doing decent in their group.
0: Yeah, agreed. I think what makes me nervous about the table, just putting it up one more time, is the fact that, you know, Tampa was far and away the best team, it seemed like, early on in the season, and now obviously they have – Three losses in their last three games. But, you know, what does make me nervous is we have Miami that is breathing down our neck. We have Hartford that is, you know, picking up wins against some of you like the Tampa's and the Miami's. You have, you know, Charlotte that went on a bit of a slide, but Charlotte were right there for a while. Even the Red Bulls, you know, their last three games are a draw, win, and draw. And when you look at it, they drew with Miami they beat charlotte three to two and then they drew with hartford so the teams that they're drawing against are teams that are literally right on our tail so we're actually on friday traveling to new york to play against the red bulls when i originally saw that i was like ah this game's a gimme right like look at where new york is in the table when you look at their last three games this game is not a gimme like this is this is one that the hounds are going to have to go and compete and hope to to win now granted the last two times that we played them we won three nothing and we won two to one so you know if history repeats itself then hopefully we've got a win out of this but
1: I, oof, I no, don't know, no man. games no games a gimme especially after looking at no. that table and seeing that the green w for Loudon is us after <laughs> surrounded by four <laughs> l's uh,
2: <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no um, but I, I do feel like uh lily is uh he kind of has New York's number as far as like he I feel like he's figured them out to a point where he has the tactics to beat New York. I'm not saying it's a gimme, but at the same time, I do feel like it, it, he has their number and he knows how to, to win against them. I think a lot of ways Loudon has played us a lot better over the yeah.
0: course
1: of the season than, than the Red Bulls have. Yeah, yeah
0: the The interesting fact is when you look at Loudon, the majority of their games have been one-goal games, which is crazy. Like to be outplayed the way that they mostly have been, and to still be in it by one goal, I don't know if that's a testament to them or a testament to like people falling asleep against them. I don't know. Um
1: But there's that guy they had. I think he's number twenty-one in the center of their midfield. Um, I don't know his name, but I think he he scored against us when we were away at Loudon. He scored with the Friggin' 25 yard hit yep. or whatever. And I thought he had another good game this, this game and uh, likes to chirp at the ref and our players, which I'm always a fan of. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping my eye on that guy.
0: Yeah. Um, so I mentioned we have, uh, we have Red Bulls this Friday at seven. Um, then basically sort of looking down the stretch. Cause we always like to look a few games out. We have Hartford the following weekend um and then we have the battery the week after that so guys when we sort of look at our history with these teams because we've played each of these teams at least once um we mentioned we've already beaten the red bulls twice so can
1: can you say that again but include the home and (laughs) away
0: sure so we are going to play red bulls away okay then we're going to play hartford at home okay and then I believe we play battery away. I don't have the uh, the away or the home there. I so That's um, what I was
1: relying on you for. Well, we do. I'm sorry. It's away. It's away. There
0: you go. See, I just knew. I just knew, Cap. It's away. So basically two away games and one home game. Um, so my question for you guys is this. If we continue the pattern of how we've performed against these teams previously, then in theory, we should get three points against the Red Bulls. We should draw against Hartford and we should draw against the battery. So that's a total of five points. Now, obviously a lot can happen. Kev, you just mentioned that Hartford could easily leapfrog us because they've got a couple games in hand. So if I put the point total for these three games at four and a half points, are you taking the over? Or are you taking the under? And this question goes for everybody that's uh, watching live as well. Leave us, a, leave us a message and let us know. Are you taking the over or the under at four and a half points? That's essentially saying that if we get a win, a draw, and a loss, then we're the under. If we get a win in two draws, as history sort of has shown we might do, then that would be taking the over. So, Josh, are you taking the over or the under? I'm
2: actually thinking the over because I, I do think we could – uh I'm I'm worried about Hartford, even though it's home. Uh Hartford is a good team. And I, I I'm a little bit worried about them, but I feel like we can beat the battery, even though it's away. And I feel like we can win against uh Red Bulls. So, so I'm actually thinking like two wins and a l- loss possibility. It sucks though, because I don't want to lose at, at home. But it's Hartford, they're a good team. So uh yeah, I'm gonna say the over.
1: Hartford, I, I mean, just looking at the numbers real quick, Hartford have the best goal differential in our, in our division. Mm-hmm. Um, better than Tampa, better than us. And so, and yeah, they've they've played only 11 games, um, the least amount of games tied with Charleston in our, in our division. So I haven't watched any of the Hartford games uh, this year, uh, but statistically uh, they look good. They've scored the most goals in our division um, at, at 22. So yeah, I think that'll be that'll be a fun game. You didn't give us an over or under, Kev.
0: <laughs> <No, laughs> well, you, you, you
2: didn't did, did, I was
1: passing on to, to Josh's comment. Yeah, I didn't yeah, think yeah, this yeah. was Kevin time
2: yet. Kevin um, sidestepping? That doesn't <laughs> sound like Kevin ever. Like, he I always answers the questions the question, yeah. directly.
0: I, re- I reject your question. I'm gonna answer the one that I want to answer instead.
1: That's right. No, I'm probably taking probably taking the under. I think. I, I think we'll, we'll get four points over the, over the next three games, which is fine. Like, I, I still think that's, that puts us within fine, kind of like striking distance with what we <laughs> want to achieve this season. Puts us within fine. <laughs> well, I mean, look,
0: just to, just to sort of set the table, I believe after these three games, we have Miami. So like, if we're looking at maybe four points over the next four games, is that problematic?
2: I don't think it's problematic. Okay. I don't know. If we make the playoffs, it's not problematic. <laughs> Just to run through,
0: you know, a couple of other predictions here. ACW, uh, Canter Lily said under. Jesse A said he's taking the over. Steve Serino said hello. Which is not <laughs> over or under. Mike A said over. We're getting at least six. Mattias said he's taking the over as well. Um, so thanks everybody. Um. I, like the the fan in me says take the over um just because like I feel like we always predict a win um oh man that's tough though I think I'm going to take the over and hope for uh, well I mean you take the over and hope for 9 but realistically I, th- I think if we get 5 I'll be happy with 5
1: I think it really kind of comes down to um so I <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm pulling up stats for me to reference. I think it I think it kind of comes down to, so for me, I think we will statistically, like likely lose to Hartford. I, I know that's like, I don't wanna really say that, but let's say we, we lose to Hartford. So that's the loss. I think we beat Red Bulls. And then it comes down to what you think is gonna happen against Charleston away from home. Um, and I just think like just the likelihood of that is a draw. And so it's, we absolutely can go away and beat Charleston. Um, but I think that's, that's kind of how my mind is, is playing out these, these games.
0: So that is what we think about, you know, not just the Red Bulls game, but the ones coming up, uh, as Josh mentioned, Williams, Angelani Peters are both going to be rejoining the team on Wednesday after they represented Trinidad in the gold cup. So unfortunately, Trinidad's gold cup has come to an end, unfortunately for them. Fortunately for us, we get some depth back, Um, you know, along the defensive line, which will be great. Um, obviously, you know, immensely proud and those guys, proud of those guys for going out, representing their team, um, and, you know, playing their hearts out for the past few games. But, you know, Lily did mention like, you know, can't wait to have them back as well. So, um, so that'll be good. That'll give the guys a boost a little bit more depth. No word yet on Dover or Gat in terms of where they are and the recovery. Um, but again, like the guys that we've got and we've had for the past few games have been getting the job done. So no reason to think otherwise going into this one. Um, guys, anything else you wanted to talk about before we uh, we give this puppy away? And by uh, this puppy, I mean this jersey, because I keep forgetting <laughs> this is an audio format.
2: Uh, something to keep in mind is the the game against Charleston does count towards the uh old guard shield Shield. yeah um yeah so it's it's the last game so the last home and away with charleston so it is august 6th so that game and then it'll be october 23rd when they play us at home uh will be the second game that matters so only those two games matter for the old cup or for the old guard shield so really i mean whoo yeah we want to make
0: sure we win it at home i mean exactly. we don't have a choice we don't want to lose it at home but we can't like win it there so but like
2: a draw would be a draw or a win would would go a long ways to you know securing that so yeah
0: dude i mean i i know it's like super official but like is there like a whole like three points away means more than no there's none of no, that. no
2: it's just it's since it's only two games it's just a home and away and it's just who has you know the better points what I if it's
0: goes. what if it's two draws
2: and then josh. i think it goes to uh goals scored uh if i remember correctly
1: josh is like shut up My what's, the, what's the second tiebreaker Josh?
2: <laughs> i don't know that's all i know i didn't even realize it was only the last two games until like after we I talked know. about the last game i, I was agree. like wait it doesn't count towards the old guard shield crap <laughs>
0: yeah i was the same way um so yeah no i again i think it's it's been an exciting past few weeks. I think it's just sort of crept up on us that it's like, oh, look, we're, we're good all of a sudden. Um, but I, obviously, there's still a lot of work to do. Um, and there's a bunch of teams breathing down our neck. So, um, Kev, did you have anything else you wanted to add here before we give the jersey away?
1: I think we're good. Let's give some way, away some
2: sweet jersey. Let's give it only some of it though. Not the whole jersey. Yeah, just this
0: this part right here is what's (laughs) sweet. The rest of it. Not so much. Um, All right. So here's what we're going to do. We appreciate everybody who's been joining us live. Uh, You all have been adding some great comments, even if you know, not all of them have made it on air. We have been reading them. We have been chuckling to ourselves over them. So we really do appreciate it. Uh, Here's what we're going to do. We have a list of everybody that is commented, and uh, we're going to do this super official. I am essentially going to close my eyes and roll my mouse around, and whoever I land on, that's <laughs> who it is, they <laughs> win. Uh, uh, Kevin, do you have a more scientific way to do this?
1: Everyone who loses this is going to yell <laughs> for blood.
0: Listen, I don't have time many, to print well, many, all and how, write them down. How, and,
1: what's the total count?
0: What is it? It's like nine people? Okay, that's so then people, like...
1: Yeah. Get like maybe roll like a a d8 right? Uh, uh, you, you got it. You got a d8 handy, Kev. I think Josh might.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you just type in d8s.
1: That's what I was gonna say on the computer. Okay. But well, I, I mean, mine's in my other drawer, so I don't. All have right, right. Here's what we're there.
0: gonna do then, Josh. Would you, if you pull it up and you roll yep. a digital d8, you yep. give us a number, and we will sort of count that many numbers down, and that will determine who gets the jersey.
2: All right. Rolling now and it is number eight, actually.
0: Number eight, so that would be one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight. Is that Mr. Storino? Did I uh did I count correctly? I believe, I believe so. So, <laughs> so Steve Storino congratulations my friends you are now the proud owner of a uh pittsburgh hotspurs jersey so i believe that we have your address but if not feel free to uh dm us on twitter and uh, i know steve i
2: can get to him it's all good okay all right, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's good. all right good
0: but you know that's that's not to say that we don't appreciate everybody else who did join in live and add comments and be part of the conversation because like i said we enjoy talking to you guys. We enjoy getting your feedback, um, hearing your thoughts. Like I said, there's a lot of other conversation that's happening while we're having the show. So it's kind of like, you know, joining in on Twitter when we're tweeting live touring games and, uh, it's like a conversation on top of the conversation. So we appreciate it. The,
1: the real gift is being able to just interact with us for an That's hour. That's right. Hour. <laughs> that is right. Because we are
0: so engaging that uh, we're yeah. so
2: much better than a, than a sweet hospice visit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the friends you made along the way that That's really matters. Right. <laughs> yes.
0: It's not the journey. Thank it's you, not Gandalf. the. It's not the destination. <laughs> it's the journey. All right. All right. I guess anything else, guys? Before we wrap this one up
2: no uh, right. no
0: no i'm good well thank you everybody uh, make sure that uh you check out the hounds game friday night i don't know if we'll be live tweeting i may not be home um so we'll have to to wait and see but uh yeah obviously support the hounds uh do all you can support the hotspurs they got that game coming up tomorrow night with the uh the live watch party um go check that out as well i think you can find out more information um at their site but otherwise Thanks, everybody. Head over to mongols.com. Click on support the show to become a Patreon follower. This is your weekly reminder that Black Lives Matter. As always, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old cookie cutter jerseys and templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a completely custom kit for youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price, let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. Looking for more great USL news? Head over to BGN.fm. We've got over 100 fans that are writing and podcasting about the Butyl game. Lots of great features that go up on the site every single week. Check them out at BGN.fm. Otherwise, as always, thank you, everybody. We will talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.